0: In today's episode, Laura and I will be discussing Part 2 of Can You Help Your Child Survive Their Teens?
1: Welcome to Who Said You Have To?, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast,
0: we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment.
1: My name is Laura Schmidt. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth.
0: My name is Tina Mason, and Laura and I challenge you to join us in believing in your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted
1: or loved. The truth is, you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter.
0: And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who said you have to? So, Laura.
1: Yes. What will we be discussing today? Yes. How to help these teens in this world? It's witnessing them with my teen son. Yeah. I'm like, these kids. Are they gonna make it? It,
0: it is rough. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and I did not have a walk in the park, but we were the anomaly when we were growing up, mm-hmm. um, we weren't the norm, whereas it almost feels like now uh, the hardships that you and I experienced, it's almost the norm now mm-hmm. for teenagers. Yeah, And there's such a vast uh, divide of either having this space of being popular and, and having this great childhood and being on the verge of suicide,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there used to be such a huge range of, you know, uh, of different categories that, that teens- there were in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Now it's like one or the other. Yeah. yeah or it, it seems to be. It seems to be, yeah. So we're, we're gonna, last week we did talk about, in part one, we talked about, you know, acceptance and how important it is, it is survival for mm-hmm. them. And how important it is, is uh, us as parents to not uh, diminish them and not say things like, oh, it doesn't matter what they think Mm -hmm. or it doesn't because those. For them, it does. Yeah, for them, it does. And and you're minimizing how they feel Mm -hmm. and finding a program to help empower them is much more important than that, because then they think you just don't understand Mm -hmm. because we do understand (laughs) we went through it, too, you know. Um, and then we also talked about the massive stress that is put on a lot of kids nowadays to succeed and to be perfect. Well, and, and just the stress of the COVID and oh my being at home. And yeah, that you know,
1: was big for everybody.
0: <laughs> yep. And depression and anxiety, which also leads to self harm and, you know, uh, bullying, which also leads to self harm and other things. And, Um, So, Laura, what are we going to start with today? Today we're going to
1: start with um, like desensitizing, uh, desensitization, if you want to call it. You know, sex, drugs, and violence have unfortunately been part of, you know, our teen culture for so many decades. Right, you know but it seems like kids are becoming more de- more dangerously desensitized for it and my husband and I talk about this a lot it's almost as if tv shows and movies are trying to desensitize people to everything mhm it's like oh you know before i would see uh, somebody die on a show and it was like oh my god and now it's like 85 people die they're murdered viciously or whatever and then they just they just move on you know yeah. and and there is no emotion almost showing in, in these movies. But anywho, like I said, we talk about that a lot, the desensitization of it all. Um, and uh, it's important to understand that why why do kids do the drugs mm-hmm. and, and look at ways to stop the desensitization towards violence and sex? You know, Common Sense Media offers some good tools in this area, but it's it's out there. It's bad. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I grew up sheltered, but I did not. Nobody in my group did drugs that I know of. Right. And we were together all the time. So I think I would have known. And we weren't sexually promiscuous that I know of. And there wasn't any violence in our group. And I hardly watched TV back then. So I don't know if I was, you know, influenced by that or not. But it's it's everywhere now. And I almost think, you know, I let my daughter watch some shows. And I'm realizing, you know, this desensitization and just... Uh, for example, there was a show on Netflix that we watched together with my daughter and it was just very... There were no sex scenes and there was no violence, but it was this, again, desensitization to to uh, sexual behavior. Right. And to the flip-flopping back and forth. And I'm not against anybody homosexual, bi, gay, but it was they were just showing it. And, and even these kids were having issues. One day they were gay, one day they were bi, one day they were straight. And it, it was like... Come on, let's give these teens a chance to live without throwing it all in their face.
0: Yeah, allow them the opportunity to develop who they choose to be. Without it being Without threatened. it being, um, you know, I, I, I 100% agree that it needs to be an open conversation if the teen chooses to discuss yes, it. absolutely. And, you know, that's something as parents we should be open and loving and just, hey, you know what, I love you as you are. Whoever you choose to be is fine. Absolutely. Whoever you choose to be is is absolutely okay. And so that they know that they can come to you mm-hmm. if they have, because the thing is, is I don't want a TV show
1: explaining sexuality to exactly. my child. exactly, and, and, that, and that's what I was getting at. I think like, I don't want her to witness it on TV. I want her to come to me and talk about it, even though it might be embarrassing to them. Yeah. Um, but who else is going to give them the actual facts? Well, not usually a TV show. And, yeah. and
0: I have a real problem with, uh, also, with the hype that video games are uh, creating the desensitiz- desensitization. Desensitization. Thank you. <laughs> um, because when children play a game, they are aware that it is a game. Mm-hmm. When children watch TV, that's real life. So i'm so sorry so you know if you have to uh if we're if we're looking at those two things number one have a little faith in your child that they're aware it's a game, <laughs> game. you know what i mean it's a game and if they aren't aware as a parent become aware that's all that's on you yeah <laughs> and you know the other one is music and talking about um you know how uh, i've read this thing just here recently how there you know especially when we were kids there was all of this push there was this little
2: sticker <laughs> that
0: went on all the music that said explicit yes. language blah 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 yes. so that the parents knew that you shouldn't be buying that but the thing is this um if I were to, as a, even as a teenager, if I were to hear a song that talked about rape, talked about abuse, mm-hmm. talked about killing, I would turn it off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would change the yeah. channel. Yeah. The, if the, If the child is wanting to hear the, if that's the music that they're drawn to, Mm -hmm. then it is something you need to look at within, that's going on within the child. And so many times people don't want to look at their part in it as a parent. And so they want to blame video games or they want to blame music music, or, you know what I'm saying? But again, if you, do you listen to music about uh, harming women and little girls and the things that you love in your life. No,
1: but it's out there. It is. is, Absolutely. But are you drawn to? No, 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 I am not. But I, I hear it with with other people and I'm like, Oh, how can that, I mean, I'm not going to censor because it's a free world. And like you said, I just turn it off, but I'm like, why would any woman write songs about being a B ass hoe? And, uh, you know, and just Oh, the disrespect. (laughs) my I guess, but come on, you know, they're trying. Or popularity or acceptance. But they're trying to, women are trying to have this movement and then they're just degrading themselves in these songs. Anyway, maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't know.
0: Well, no, (laughs) I mean, I I don't disagree with you in, uh, you know, I, I don't look at that and think to myself, this is a very healthy woman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. who is empowering herself no. you know what I'm saying but that being said someone who wants to listen to that, that is drawn to that it's not the music making them drawn to mm-hmm. it, it is something else that's going on within them yeah, and know. and these are things that are signs for us to, to look at, not to uh, you know when we start censoring our children and saying oh You can't listen to that kind of music. or Okay. Once they hit their teens, we're talking, you know, obviously uh, we have to be censoring. But it's time to ask them instead of judging them and saying, why would you want to listen to this crap?
1: Say... What is it that draws you to this music? Mm-hmm. I did that with my son one day because I heard some lyrics and I was like, you will not play that song in front of your sister? <laughs> yes. And and he really had no answer. He it was I think it was more of the the beat of the song that he was mm-hmm. drawn to. But I mean he knew the lyrics and they were yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And and that's
0: that's where we started, is just asking, hey, so what is it that draws you to this? Yeah. You know? Um and when we do that with no judgment, a lot of times we might get a more Open answer. Yes.
1: but I mean, I've seen the girls sing it along with him, and it's totally degrading women. I, I and they're again. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk for hours on this, but yeah, but that it, total desensitization—they're just singing those words, and and yeah,
0: I know and I, it I, means
1: nothing. Like I, and I, I and can't even, it, and I, I have a potty mouth. I can, I can curse right, <laughs> but I cannot say some of the, the words that are coming yeah, out of those no, I... I
0: <laughs> one, you're forgetting I live underneath you and sometimes your son plays those songs out there on the, the back porch. And so, yeah, no, I. I, I yeah, You've heard it. I, I've heard it a few times, uh, once or twice. And But he is very respectful. If I say, hey, Briar, can we switch
1: that one? And he'll say, sorry. And yeah. he'll put it on something else. Like, but because he's, just, he's like, why does that offend an Eno type thing. Yeah. It's but like, he's, but not- he's respectful about it. If you ask him, yes. But if not, he has no thought process of like, oh, this might be offensive to the women in my house. Or, you know. Right.
0: Right, right, right. Uh But that's because he was raised by a narcissistic man. Anyways. Yes. So Not with me. Yeah, not with with Laura. But anyways, um, so if anybody would like to come on as a guest, if you have any thoughts or opinions, we would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, how have you
1: helped your team?
0: Yeah. So we're going to go on to the next one and the next one is let's talk about sex baby <laughs> the next one is sex so uh and this 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 article uh, that we read uh about all of this it actually wouldn't even be relevant if sex wasn't mentioned right right um because it's it's always been a temptation for teenagers throughout history
1: oh, yes. beginning um, of time
0: it will always be it, it is a normal uh, biological desire it's its all normal <laughs> you know I'm not saying that it is normal at 12 years old to have uh, intimate partners or um, that's what I'm saying I'm saying the desire for sex and sexual behaviors is normal it's hormonal it is hormonal <laughs> um, but it is the prevalence of dangerous sexual behavior mm-hmm. that has exploded in recent years and Honestly, the only way to help your kids through this is communication. I mean, it is it is absolutely key for parents uh, of teens to have that open conversation with their children because if they don't feel like they can come to you, they're gonna go to someone
1: else and I it dumbass stories, and it may not be somebody that you would want your child to go to. I was told as a twelve year old that I could not shower after or I would take a bath after my brother because I'd get pregnant <laughs> that not by my parents, by some dumb <laughs> dumb ass kid out there, so yeah, if you don't want your kids getting that type of advice, make sure you're getting it to them at home
0: <laughs> and you know the other thing is to not. To explain, not shame. Yes. Explain, not shame. Uh, you know, I told my daughters from the, the beginning of when when they started coming into those, those, years. those years of uh, hormones and everything. I explained to them. I was very open with them. They said, you know, mommy, did you wait to have sex until you got married? And you said, of course. I giggled under. I had a chastity belt. <laughs> I, gi- I giggled under my breath. They didn't hear me giggle. And I said, No, I didn't. And I said, but I will be completely honest with you. I wish that I would have. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish that your dad would have been the only one that I was ever with because the emotional uh, heartbreak that I went through uh, with sexual partners, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, probably I wouldn't have been as bonded to them. Yeah. You know, and because I keep in mind, I was raised by a woman who said, never marry a man. Unless you have tried him out, because what if he's not any good in bed? Then you're stuck with that. Well, so...
1: (laughs) I haven't agreed with anything your mother has ever done or said. (laughs) But that one, you do. (laughs) that one, I am sorry. Like, I... (laughs) These, especially in the area we're in, and they marry very young, and, and a lot of my thoughts is just so that they can have sex. And... Wow! They what if it's horrible and they think that that's what it's. To be? <laughs> Anywho, you we're know. helping teens here, not not listening. Yeah, to we're helping Wi-Fi. teens. We're helping teens. <laughs> so, well, and you know, just
0: not shaming them because if
1: teaching them to have um, self respect for mm-hmm. themselves, self love. I then was just going to say that. All of that. I think the biggest thing of, you know, that prevalent, the dangerous sexual behavior or the promiscuous or, you know, many, many sexual partners is my personal belief, 100% lack of self-love. Oh, agreed. Agreed. They're just looking
0: for that love in well, other
1: places. And also and- the
0: thing is, um, I agree with you 100%. And it is also... Uh, very common for trauma Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, when you have not even sexual trauma but just trauma in general Mm -hmm. i had a child psychologist um dr wang he's one of the uh, best child psychologists in the united states he explained to me one time he said you know when in the beginning of time um we you know, the the Masons grew corn, the Schmitz grew wheat. The I was going to say Weed. <laughs> <laughs> weed <laughs> weedy wheat. And, um, you know, the Murphys soul uh, grew um, barley, and, you know, like, everybody kind of had their own little mm-hmm. niche. And over time, they realized that by coming into communities and building one wall around all these families, that they were stronger together, uh-huh. and it has been like that since you know beginning of time. And then once electronics started being introduced, uh-huh. um, we started to go within ourselves instead of our family, right? Uh-huh. Instead of the family dynamic. And we started losing that human connection. And he explained to, he was explaining to my husband and I that what often happens is uh, children, when they have trauma, they will uh, basically ab- Just evaporate into the electronics because they don't have. It's not a real world. Yeah, they can be who they want. They can Mm -hmm. pretend whoever they're talking to is whoever they want. They can do whatever they want in this. They can create their own world, right? But once that trauma, if that trauma is not addressed, um, they have to start looking for more and more risky behaviors. To you know, once once they are in that space where they just can't, um, you know they can't maintain who they their persona Uh anymore then they have to do something else to look outside of that trauma and um oftentimes that goes to as we talked about before drugs Uh alcohol um self-harm yeah um and mm, The most probably one of the most dangerous ones is dangerous, dangerous sexual behavior, because it's it's almost like they've numbed themselves so much that they're just trying to feel something. Yes. And um, he talked about he actually ran a electronics detox program, and he said that one of the uh, electronics addiction is. One of the top epidemics in the country. Yes. Because it isolates people away from um, their families, their mm-hmm. loved ones, and gives them a false sense of who they feel they must be, but yet not being able to obtain it. Because they, you know, no no teenage girl or teenage boy puts their worst picture on their profile. No. You know what I mean? Um, and if you read their Facebook, there's all of this... I mean, their life is wonderful.
1: Yes. It's the best life in the world, but it's all of a facade. Yeah, well, and that happens with adults as well. Oh, absolutely. And it's, but we're talking about teenagers. Yes, yes. So. And it's weird because, like, for example, like my son has gone on camping trips and and has had no cell service, mm-hmm. and he'll come back and he's like, "Oh, it was so cool. You know, I I didn't use my phone at all. It was it was neat, right?" But then as soon as he got home, he picked it up and back to it, and I was like, "I wonder what, why that doesn't retain? Like, let me yeah. put my phone down for a few hours or for you know." constantly on it
0: yeah no i agree that's why we have the you know whenever we all do sit down together at the dinner table we have the the no cell phone rule because i noticed when you know my girls did hit their teens and they'd have friends over and stuff and they would just Constantly we'd be having a conversation and about whatever and they'd be on their phone texting or doing whatever and then they'd look up at what what? Oh drives you me nuts. nuts. Yes. So we just we just made that rule and it just kinda of stuck yeah. over the
1: years. So And that sort of leads to the next one which is disrespect. Mm, I think being on the phone <sighs> and all that is is very disrespectful if somebody's talking to you or if you're at the table.
0: I think that this is probably one of my hardest ones uh for me to
1: a handle with teenagers yeah. is disrespectful and it's pretty big do. it's pretty big nowadays and mm-hmm. uh, there seems to be a lot of confusion when it comes to it you know to respecting the authority these days teens are seeing their favorite movie stars and sports figures just you know getting away with it they display anti anti authority messages so standing up for things you believe in and teaching and respect are both very important um, as parents, we have the, you know, responsibility and not only portraying respect, but requiring it from the kids. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so out there. And, you know, the, the examples that they have of their movie stars or rappers or whatever and just breaking the law and disrespecting and they'll show a, uh you know, a TikTok of them flipping off police officers or right. talking to a judge. There was a video that I showed to my son the other day. I thought it was hilarious. It was on actually TikTok, but it was a girl was in front of a judge. I don't know what crime she had committed, but she was a minor. No, I'm sorry. She was 18. And so she gave the judge this little attitude as she was walking away. And she was, he was, he was letting her off. She was going to be able to go home. Mm -hmm. And so she let it off. She, I can't remember what she said to him, but it was very snarky and sort of like, like whatever, dude, like flip it. Yeah. And he said, excuse me, come back. Ooh, So she came back and he said, because of your little attitude, your disrespect there, it's $10,000 fine. You are getting off with a $0 and it's $10. And she walked away and she said, F you. And he said, excuse me, (laughs) come back. And he gave her 30 days in jail on top of her fine. And I loved it. Yes. I loved it. Mind you, I don't think anybody should bow before anybody and you are a king, but if you are in a court, show some respect. I always tell my son, if you're with a police officer, you don't have to, uh, you can argue your point and say, I was not speeding, but do it with respect. Yeah. Don't tell him, hey, dumbass officer, I was not speeding, kiss my butt, because you're going to get in trouble. Well, and, and, and you should. And you should. (laughs) And you should. Show some respect, just like I would like, just like you want, I tell him, you want people to respect you. He Mm -hmm. gets very upset if people don't show him respect. Very upset. Yeah. So show it to everybody else. And I'm not just picking on my son. I've seen it with other teenagers as well.
0: (laughs) Hello, Amazing listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but Laura and I wanted to ask for your help.
1: There is this cool program that we use called Patreon. When you sign up for Patreon under Who Said You Have To? You will get exclusive gifts from Tina and me. For as little as $5 a month, you can get bonus content,
0: live videos with Laura and me, which coffee and wine. (laughs) Fully clothed. (laughs) As well as an awesome Who Said You Have To sticker.
1: Another way to help us is to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership.
0: Laura and I love doing this podcast and we truly appreciate all of your support. Now back to the show. How do we teach our children about respect?
1: Respect your spouse. Yes. Yes. Very much so. I've seen it with um, spouses that don't respect each other. Uh, Call each other names. I'm not saying don't have an argument with your spouse, but show them respect. You can argue. Take it in the other room. Yeah, you and you can argue with respect. You know, you don't have to call the names because I have witnessed that. um, If you use, if you are not respectful, the kids will turn around and and show the same way. And
0: tell me, um, uh, well, the most important way also is to show your children respect as well. Respect them show don't treat them like they are a possession just just because they are a kid that they that you own them or that they must do as you say at that moment you know show them respect if they say i don't want to do that talk to them yeah well, what's going on? What's what's the what's the the aversion to that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Um, I don't like to do the dishes because I don't the feel of the whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Here, here's some gloves. So okay, <laughs> so you know, all right. So how about if I do dishes and you do laundry? Yeah, you know, talk to them instead of talking. at Treat them, them like a
1: human. Woo!
0: look at that there's a concept (laughs) yes but if um it is it is ridiculous to expect someone for you to be disrespectful and uncaring about somebody's feelings or emotions but then have the automatic uh thought process of but you should respect me because i am older than you Mm -hmm. because
1: i am have a title
0: yeah exactly a degree you know um have 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 your actions be something that they can respect mm-hmm. you know so number nine is trust mm-hmm. and you know teens today they struggle so oh, much with yes. trust issues and and i don't blame them i mean with they we were just talking about it with the internet you have so many people who uh, portray themselves to be something that they're not and when they meet them yeah um, well, they meet them and they're either a pedophile or they're nothing like what they said they were or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, and but, they see that in their parents as well. Oh, they, uh, If they yeah. see your
1: Instagram and your Facebook and it's not all rosy, like you printed it out, mm-hmm. how are they going to trust you?
0: Yep. And many of them feel like um, that they. Many of them don't feel like they can turn to their parents for advice and. Uh, that leaves them very vulnerable. Again, just like with the sex and with the drugs. If your kids can't come to you, if your teenagers can't ask you questions without feeling like you're going to freak out on them, mm-hmm. then they're not going to come to you, but they're going to go to someone. And myself personally, I would rather it be my, you know, yeah, me here. instead of someone else. Um, and if it's something that you're not comfortable talking to them about, then don't just say, hey, you know what, that's not something I'm comfortable about talking. It is your responsibility to help them find an adult mm-hmm. that they that you trust yeah. that can have that conversation. Or, you know, sometimes if there is just a subject that uh, a child and a parent cannot talk about. They just, they have such different yeah. varying. So find another adult who... They can connect with in that on that subject. Mm -hmm. Don't just be like, look, it's my way, the highway, Mm -hmm. or else and leave them out there dangling. You know, you can point them to a, a counselor or a coach or a respected friend. You know, they teens nowadays, they need trustworthy mentors to guide
1: them through all of the crap that our kids nowadays have to be guided through. Yeah. And and just one of the biggest ones I learned from my son was just sometimes was just to listen. Just to listen. He would come to me with something and I'd be like, okay, mom here to give you advice. And he's like, mom, I just want you to listen. I want your advice. You know, you've already talked about this. I just want you to, he wouldn't tell me, I just want to listen. But it would be I don't want you I don't want your advice. So I've learned to some sometimes just shut up and listen. And you know, and
0: you can ask if if you aren't sure what it is that they want, or if they you start giving advice and they get kind of bristly, mm-hmm. you say, "I'm sorry, did you? I, let me just clarify yeah. here. Did you want me to? Did you just need a sounding board, or did you want my advice? Yeah. Because." Again, that's just a way to respect them. Mm-hmm. If anybody would like to come on as a guest and yeah, if you have any tips, any tips or <laughs> tricks or um, anything that you yourself have gone through as a parent, please feel free to uh, give us a request
1: to be a yeah. guest. And like you said, sometimes just giving in that listening board, uh, let's uh, they'll come back to you. Yeah. If you're not constantly judging them, criticizing them, giving them advice, they'll come back to you and you will know what's going on in your child's exactly. life. So. Hello, Matthew.
2: How are you doing, handsome man? What you got for us? Where do you guys, and I know it can be complicated, there's can be two schools of thought on curfew. Number one, establish something because nothing good happens past 11, or if they're not getting <laughs> in trouble and they're with their friends and with their phones and all that, and they're coming home 12, it's fine because they're never getting in trouble. Do you think that freedom of, Hey, as long as you stay out of trouble and come home, it's fine. Or do you think now you really should put a limit on there? So there's boundaries.
1: I personally believe nothing good happens after midnight. (laughs) Uh, but I do let my – since they have, like, the tracking things on the phone nowadays, my mm. kids have to have it on their phone, and I trust them. So sometimes it's, you know, it's after midnight, and one of my kids is already considered an adult, so I can't do that. But my youngest is definitely – she is not allowed after midnight And Well, she's 12. <laughs> well, no, but, like, sometimes her friends have asked her to stay till midnight, and I'm like, no, and I don't want to be driving at midnight. But at, more in the teen years, I don't know, what did you do more for your teens? Because so, my teen lived with his dad when he was –
0: In the teen years? Right. So my opinion, Matthew, is this. Um, It's something that you you decide very early on and you let them know, look, if you stay in contact with me, you are open and honest with me about what you're doing, Um, you know, if it comes time for curfew, like let's say eleven is your curfew or whatever, because let me tell you, my girls they had to build up to that, you know. Um, but you, they call you at uh, eleven and say, "Hey, Dad, you know what? We just ran into some hot chicks. Is it okay if I stay for another thirty or another, you know, hour to just hang out and talk to these girls? where this is where we're at." I think that it, with my girls, what I did was, look, if you're not going to be home by this time, because cell phones are a great thing, call me, tell me where you're at, what you're doing, who you're with, what's going on. And if you need another hour, then, you know, let's talk. So
2: How does you that sound? You, <laughs> you, would, you, would, you, would, you stay up until they all come home, yeah?
0: <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, well, because I had all girls, and so um, you know, and my my girls were always very open and honest with me. And uh, the one time I went to bed, Matthew before um, they got home. before they got home was one of my girls, my oldest one. Um, her and her friends decided to. Um, They had these, like, window markers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the window chalk. Yeah. And we lived in a small town. And they were bored. And they were all really good kids. And they decided, Matthew, we lost you. Please feel free to request to be a guest again. Um, But they went and drew male anatomy um, on people's windows of their cars. (laughs) right, And so... The um, they happened to be in a neighborhood that I guess cars had been broken into the week before, so there was a gentleman there who had um, he saw them and he called the police and gave them you know, so they got they all got pulled over, and all of them said, except for my Mm -hmm. child, all of them said, uh, no, we were just at McDonald's, that couldn't have been us. And so they pulled him out, and because you know my daughter wasn't saying anything, they pulled him out, and they said, uh, you know, started asking. And my child, being my child, said, "Yeah, we we were drawing dicks on windows." <laughs> <laughs> and the police officer actually told my husband and I, because then of course they were all minors, so my husband and I had to go down to the police station to to get our daughter. Mm-hmm. But he said the reason that these kids aren't going to jail. Um, is because your daughter told the truth. Wow. And, but so after that event, Matthew, I stayed up. I did not go to bed. I waited up until those kids got home because I did not want to get a call in the middle of, because I was so confused. Uh, it was, you know, like I think midnight and the phone rings and it's my, and it was my daughter, but she was like, you need to come to the police station. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. What? <laughs> what you? She's like, we got caught drawing on people's windows. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, and it's, it's erasable. You know what I mean? Like they weren't yeah. vandalizing. Um,
1: they were beautifying the area. <laughs> so did that change your uh, rules? Like, no, 11?
2: Yes, right. Cause that's what I would be like. Cause that would then kind of be like, all right, well now you show that you could get, and I don't know. And I, and I know I got a couple of minutes. So I won't take up too much of your time. I, and I think where I struggle is that, you know, I didn't grow up. We didn't grow up with the technology they have. And what I'm also encountering is it's 11 o'clock at night. And my sophomore will come down and say, "Hey, you know what? You know, Libby's going to pick me up. We're just 20 minutes. We're going to drive around. She's having problems with the cell phones and all that." And it's and I believe them. I don't think they're going to go out and be drinking and doing that. So I'm more liberal to say, "Oh, well, I don't think I'm being foolish here," because I don't know why the in this case the phone seems safer to me, but I find myself being more liberal because it seems I don't know. it's just it's hard because I didn't. But we were out, we were we were it was like you didn't know where we were. You know, my yeah, parents, yeah. I we could
1: have been in a ditch and they had no idea I, where we were.
2: So well, that's where I struggle going, I think it's different, but I don't know why, and I can't put my finger on it, and I'm tending to be way more liberal. Uh she came up at one thirty and I really wasn't upset and I didn't know if I should have been upset and I did go to bed. I, I was tired. Um but she's just like, yeah, we just were hanging out and talking in the basement. I don't, I don't know did why. I did she
0: did she have a did she have a curfew that she missed?
2: No, that's the problem. I well, normally, so
0: so. so if there's not a curfew that she missed, then then there would be nothing for you to be upset if you hadn't set that boundary.
2: Well, there, except do I then put a curfew? Like, am I going? Well, wait a minute. Do I need to set one? Because normally she'll come. They somebody does and she's not just hanging out by herself so i never had to regulate it and i got more than one daughter but because she seemed so then i go well wait a minute what what on the what happens on the cases when they're out until 1 a.m and i didn't put a curfew on so i it's just something i was struggling with
0: so i would i would say matthew in your case what i think would work well uh, is that you just set um when they go out, you say, hey, give me a general idea of when you think you're going to be home. And they say, well, uh, I'm thinking midnight. And you say, okay, if you're not going to make it home by midnight, make sure you give me a call and let me know where you're at, what's going on. And just so that I, you know, because here's the thing, um, Laura and I Uh, In uh, this podcast, the Who Said You Have To podcast, we cover a lot of stuff um, and some of it is really yucky, bad stuff that Uh happens out there. And we can't we cannot protect our children from the yucky, bad stuff. But what we can do is we can set up safeguards because here's the thing. If you know your daughter is missing within an hour, the likelihood of finding her safely is so much more than the next morning. Or, you know, five hours later or whatever, you know. And I, that's a horrible thing to have to think about. But unfortunately, that is our reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Laura, I do want to address what you had. You had asked me if that changed my mind about, um, about the curf- curfew. Yeah. And it did not. And I'll tell you why. Because I sat her down and I was like, okay, so oh, there is a part of me that thinks that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but what did you learn from this? And she said, I learned that drawing things on people's windows is illegal and not a good choice, and that we need to find something else to do. Go to. (laughs) um, You know, uh, because I don't wanna do that again. Yeah. And instead of judging her and being like, what were you thinking, blah, blah, you know what I mean? I just asked her, what what were you thinking, you know? And it was like, I was bored. Yeah okay well next time why don't you come here and I'll sit. we'll have a big bonfire in the yeah, back and popcorn. you know we'll we'll work something out but not making her feel judged about the whole thing but talking to her about the consequences of what could yeah. have happened and you know but just being like hey you know what I did stupid stuff when yeah. I was a kid let's not repeat that
1: and she obviously learned trust from that actually like I trust that if I tell the truth exactly, my parents will be okay with it instead of lying and, and doing that exactly the, this last one we have here is huge and again it seems like this this article <laughs> was listening to my husband and I because we were talking about this the other day, the lack of motivation right, in teens and it used to be and uh, back in my day you couldn't wait to find a job to get your car and build a life, you know, be out on your own and teens today seem to struggle with the motivation and confidence to move forward with this and it could be due to the fact that the teens have become more reclusive mm-hmm. in their own worlds, they don't want to be out there, they just want to be well, in the virtual uh, world yeah. or maybe their parents aren't as proactive in encouraging their independence. Whatever the cause, we can motivate our teens and help them to make important decisions regarding their future. I mean, I see this. I have, um, I'm just going to call her out, a stepdaughter. She Mm -hmm. is going to be 19 almost, and she still hasn't got her license. No motivation whatsoever. And it's like, that will give you the independence to go get a job that's not, you know, four blocks away because you have to walk to work and to go. i do not understand. I got my driver's license. I actually lied. I was in Argentina. <laughs> I actually lied, and I got it earlier than I was supposed to. We did, like, this little exemption thing, because I wanted my car. I wanted to get the heck out, right? And I got a job at six, at 17 and moved out, right? Um, well, but it, you and I
0: wanted, like, we for us, we had this desire. It was survival for us yeah. to have um, to have money and to have a job and all But... Yeah in after after the Dr. Spock era, yeah, <laughs> right, of make your child the most important thing that's ever existed uh, to your own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, the world went way the other way of pampering and catering to the point, why does a why would an 18 year old kid, want to leave a home where everything Everything is provided provided. for them Mm -hmm. their car was bought for them Um, they don't have to work if they don't want to they don't have to do chores you know all they have to do is just maybe pick up their room once in a while and you know what I'm saying like I would like to go back well not with my mother but (laughs) just go back to that I would like to have that you know what I'm saying and so whereas for uh, the generation beforehand right um, my girls had to do chores and they had to work outside and they had to Mm -hmm. work you know uh we had a wood burning stove they had to cut wood they had to help us stack wood they had to eat an and
1: they had to walk to school in the snow (sighs) uphill both ways (laughs) ways. yeah Yeah. with no shoes on yeah and it's funny I'll, i'll i'll talk about my son again he is 18 now almost 19 and since he was twelve, right? Well, he he went to live with his dad when he was fourteen. But since he was like twelve, he was like, and "When I'm eighteen, I'm out of here." Right? <laughs> all these rules and all these chores and did de- de- you know? And I'm out of here. And so he turned eighteen and he is living with me now. <laughs> and I was the other day. I we asked him like, "So what happened?" He's like, "Well, I got food here and I got you <laughs> someone, know, someone I, just makes have, the meals. I just have to pay you a couple hundred dollars in rent, but I got the rest right." And so we are actually sort of uh, forcing him out on his own we have found a much 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 smaller um, domicile uh, domicile uh, home and he there's no space for him so it's sort of <laughs> we're having to make him uh, grow his wings and, and start flying early because and, if not he's not and believe me if it was up to me I would have my children live with me till I died right because yeah. they're my babies uh, but I know he has to get out it's in the world in and start interest, it's sure. not in his best interest he needs to start learning and he, you know he's had jobs and he's worked and he's um, he actually confessed the other day he doesn't like to be alone. Yeah, interesting. So I said, well, find you better find yourself a very good roommate. You know, he even if he doesn't talk to me all day, he said he's like I know you're here, yeah, or Lance is here or his sister's there, and he, yeah. he knows that if he wants to come hang out, he can. So I think that I I don't know if that's one of his biggest deals. Like he doesn't want to go be on a, be alone, not yeah. on his own, just alone. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a word of caution. Yes, do not think.
0: <laughs> that when you move and he has his own space, that you're home free.
1: Oh, because well, hey, I'm gonna I I'm moved gonna, back with my parents later on in life because I'm gonna tell
0: you a little tale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know your tale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my 21 uh, year old and 26 year old daughters, who were out on their own uh, in the last year, six months apart, have moved back home. Yes. So. Um, which I love. I, I'm obviously joking. I love that they uh, felt that they could. They could come home. Um, and they yes. could come home. And um, I am grateful that Terry and I are able to help them in a space where now they're taking that time to find who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, both of them are, uh, one of them is going to be going to massage school, the other one is getting certified as a life coach. And so, I'm very proud of both of
1: them, and they, they needed that safety of home mm-hmm. for that, I for think. For sure. So. I mean, hey, I moved back in my, almost, gosh, with my husband when we were trying to save some money to to move, we moved in with my in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they never expected to have 35-year-olds, 40-year-olds <laughs> uh, living with them. But and, and like I said, it's not that he can never come home, it's just he needs to go learn yeah. and grow.
0: Absolutely. Well, another good talk. Matthew, thank you so much for coming on as a uh-huh. guest. We appreciated you. Very good question that you had. I hope we were able to help you to uh,
1: have some peace in uh, a direction there. Yeah, my answer wasn't very good, though. I was like, nothing good does happen after midnight. So
0: <laughs> bring them home. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, if, if my child called me and said, hey, we're at Sally's house where you're eating popcorn and watching a movie, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. It, but if they did, if they called me and said, hey, I know it's one o'clock in the morning, but we want to drive around some more. Yeah, no, no. Let's, let's
1: bring that home. And it's funny, though, too, because I had the hardest time with my teenage son growing up. He lived mainly with his father, but he'd you know, come every other weekend with me. And I had the hardest time to get him to let me know where he was. Mm-hmm. And all it was was just call me, so let, let me, me know, know you where you were, and let me know what time you'll be home. Mm-hmm. And it's funny now that he's 18 and he has no legal obligation he's constantly hey i'm at so-and-so's house <laughs> i'll be home at such and such time hey i'm going to spend the night here because it's you know late and i don't want to drive or whatever so that uh, i found that interesting <laughs> yeah, i think that you have earned that respect you know from
0: <laughs> it's never too late never too late i love him. so great uh, great talk and uh, thank you all for listening and here on Wisdom. We just
1: love, 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 love Wisdom. It's, yes. a, it's a great app. And, yes. and support your kids. You brought them into this world. Yep. They didn't ask you to. <laughs> Give them some love. They didn't ask you to. So love them exactly as they are. Yes. Peace. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at who said you have to at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. And also, please
0: check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal
1: appearances near you. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, Who who Said said You Have to? To?